Allen here, and welcome to A Journey's Rest, a podcast focused on the vast but deep set of topics about the complexity and joy of roleplay games. Whether you need to attune to a magic item, regain some hit points, change out spells, or just reminisce with friends, here we just sit down for around about an hour and enjoy ourselves. This week, my good friend Bonk and I will be talking about our experiences with Baldur's Gate 3, a new early access D&D 5e based game created by the Larian Game Company. And no, Bonk isn't an eldritch being mind controlling me to say all of this. Eldritch beings definitely, definitely aren't real, and definitely, definitely aren't trying to take over the earth. Hope you enjoy. Wee! Okay, we're in the podcast now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Alan, and I have a special guest with me today. I have my wonderful, wonderful friend, Bonk. Bonk? Yeah. We're sticking with that? <laughs> no. Not if you don't want to. I don't I don't care. Okay. Well, her real name's Brooke, Brooke but I, yeah. I call her Bonk. So, um, but <laughs> So, um, well, uh Brooke is one of my very good friends. We play D&D together all the time, and um we have both played actually the topic of today's podcast together. And also separate a mm -hmm. little bit. We've kind of shown each other a couple of different things that we've we played on this game. Mm -hmm. um, we've both played Baldur's Gate 3. Woo. And Baldur's Gate 3 is a dope, dope, dope game. Um, so as you guys probably heard in the intro, which I'm actually probably going to record later. Ooh, time magic. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, basically, uh, it's a it's a awesome new game. Uh, and it is all based in Faerun, um, as, you know, as possibly other Baldur's Gate games have been. I don't know. I haven't played all of them or any of them except for this one. This is going to be so cringy. I don't think either of us have played any no. Baldur's Gate games. That's okay. I mean, I don't think that that's cringy. So basically, I think that, um, I think that honestly, I just really want to talk about Baldur's Gate, right? So, um... It's an incredibly like uh, ex an incredibly crafted experience already, and it's an early access, so there's a lot of bugs uh, right now, Many. Um, which is which is totally okay and to be understood. Truthfully, um, I think that even if it has a lot of bugs, that still means that it's. Um, I mean, they're pretty clear about that, right? Mm -hmm. And they don't have the full game out yet or anything like that. They haven't completed uh, or they haven't given us the ability to um, to do all of the, the exploration that we want to do. Um, but it's wonderful. The voice acting is incredible. The art is wonderful. Um, just the, the small storylines that they present to you already, it, they're great. Um, I'm, I'm really enjoying those. Um they don't have a ton of character customization in there right now. They have enough to make it feel full for an early access game, of course, because a lot of early access games don't give you a lot of customizability in in character stuff and things like that. Um, but this one, um, you do get some customizability. So I think we'll talk about that in a little bit, but bonk. Yes. Brooke. Yes. <laughs> what are your first impressions of Baldur's Gate 3? Man, um, I mean, I had seen the trailers for Baldur's Gate, I don't even know how many months ago, like three or four, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Um, first of all, the cinematics that they pump out are absolutely the, the breathtaking. gorgeous. Breathtaking. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, I think my first impression of the game, honestly, it's one of the more exciting games that I've played, especially in the realm of like D&D-esque yeah. fantasy, like high fantasy. Uh, I've played Dragon Age Inquisition in the past, and yeah. I got a lot of very close Dragon Age vibes, but you can very obviously tell that it's set in the realm of Faerun, and this is yeah. very, very closely linked to an actual like D&D game almost yeah i mean it, it definitely feels like a D, &D game right? i mean you, but you don't have to do like you don't have, to have a dm you know so well you 
have an omnipotent DM, I That's, suppose. I guess, I mean, yeah, the code is the DM, mm-hmm. but, you know, like, there is there is a voice that talks to you, kind of, that, like, is almost like a DM kind of scenario. Kind of. Yeah, she kind of, there's, first of all, she does a wonderful job at portraying all of the feelings that are there. Um through this gambit of like weird stuff and we'll try and stray away from spoilers as much as we can um we might talk about like small combats here and there about generic monsters and whatnot but that's pretty much probably it Mm -hmm. so um but she really uh goes through and and makes everything sound really cool when she announces it there are some things outside of really the like the, the game control that um you know she will say um, oh, like you feel this way or you look at this person and they seem sad or something like that. And it will feel really cool when she doesn't. It doesn't really like rip me out of it and make me think, oh, there's this like DM presence. It more mm-hmm. feels just like a narrator, which oftentimes the DM takes the presence of. Um, but I don't think it makes me feel like they're it's it's not the same feeling. Right. It's mm-hmm. it's not even close because I, I DM for you every. Yes. Every, um, you know, I think it's Monday now. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes and and it's definitely not the same type of feeling because it, it doesn't feel like there's that interconnected kind of overarching scenario. Right. True. You know, one of the things that I really like about this game, like just based off of first impressions alone, is how seamlessly they added in. Uh, skill checks yeah things happen in real time yep. you roll you either what is it they have two different ways that yeah. they do it it's like auto rolls uh-huh. or you see the dc yep and then you have to roll it yourself yeah and, and i mean both ways still essentially function the same yeah but um some of the other ones where it's like less impactful um, they just basically put an icon above your head mm-hmm. and then they're like, oh, here, look, this is what you rolled. And then that's basically it. So it, it's not nearly as, um, difficult to, or like, like time consuming to do because I mean, obviously this is a video game yes. and you have to keep it high pacing. Um, you know, I, I think that they're already taking a risk going to a um, turn-based combat system as it mm-hmm. is and making it turn-based and have all of those things have manual roles and everything like that might just be a little too much. You know what I mean? So I think that them providing that auto roll functionality, like for example, when you walk up to some place that has a possible perception check, your characters will just roll above their heads and if they fail or succeed, it will just show up above them. Mm-hmm. And that makes it super simple and easy and you're not pausing the game like every five seconds to be like, oh wait, stop. You have to find something here. Roll me perception. Okay, let me check my charts. <laughs> yeah, you succeeded. Okay, now you see this. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you see it. Or you don't see it. And it's basically it. So it's a, it's a lot snappier um it, it, it's good it feels good so it's interesting um you at the beginning of the game you literally get kind of like a character sheet layout i think it's a point by system for your stats um you have proficiency in certain skills mm-hmm. i mean normal D stuff when you roll ability checks i i'm not sure if the dc is based off of what number or like how higher proficiency in a skill is because yeah. it doesn't show you yeah, I'm if not really it adds sure how that works. your proficiency to your role. I think we like kind of proposed that maybe the DC changed based on how good you were at those proficient things. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I think that was our only real thought though because I've never seen any like I haven't seen any like roles higher than 20, right? Or I haven't seen any roles lower than one. Yeah. So I mean, it's possible that it's just the DC that is changing maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the only thing I can think of really. That would make sense. I mean, I, the first and only character that I've played in Baldur's Gate 3 is a cleric with very low charisma. Yeah. And I had to do a role to persuade somebody against um, committing a heinous act is all I will say. Yeah. And the DC was 19. Yep. Just like pure charisma, DC 19, roll a D20. Yeah. Was, I honestly wasn't expecting that no yeah i mean you did good but like at the same time i I don't know what that would have been if you had you know like like a charisma modifier or anything like that so Mm -hmm. i'm not too sure how do you feel about the combat oh boy um okay combat 
I mean, the combat feels like actual D&D combat. I mean, you have your action bonus action. If you're a fighter, you can action surge. You get your full movement, and it tells you exactly how much movement you have, and it'll yeah. ping you when you don't have enough movement to go somewhere. Yeah. Um, I think I really like the combat. It is... I mean, it's an intuitive design. Mm-hmm. I think... When messing with perspectives, because this game is primarily in third-person perspective, yeah. it can get kind of messy. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, it's an early, early access, so obviously there's going to be like slip-ups every now and then. But I didn't, I didn't realize that there was an overhead view until yeah. you pointed it out to me. So, yeah. I mean, it would be nice to get those kinds of tips. In yeah. game, I mean, they do give you tips, but they put it in a tutorial journal. Yeah. And if you're like me and you see big Dude, chunks of text no, and go, God. no, no, I don't want to do that. Bad. No. Reading bad. No, I can listen to things. I can mm-hmm. see things. But if you say, hey, sit down and read this for a minute. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hmm, this game is not for me. <laughs> uh, it's often that's actually I, like I've never read all of the D&D books. Mm-hmm. I just know where to go to look up rules. Yeah. Right. And like so I will Google what what page is this rule on and then I will go and find that rule. Mm-hmm. So that's more of kind of the way that I do things um, with the with the books in D&D. And that oftentimes means that it, it makes it easier for me to do that by just kind of like finding small chunks of test mm-hmm. t- text because I can digest small chunks. But once it says, look at this whole thing, I'm like, oh, God, no. So I I do think I really wish that there was some sort of way that that would be a little bit more intuitive. Um, uh, the the other thing that I would say is combat does get a little clunky in in like controlling, um, like different characters can be a little frustrating to deal with. Um, so there's a wonderful wizard boy that you get somewhere throughout the game. I'm not gonna say when, um, but um, every Gosh dang oh, yeah. person mm-hmm. wants to kill my fantastical wizard. It's the same across every save file. Yeah. Every game. They I've, I've always been, go after the wizard. I've been reading uh, on, on Reddit as well. Oh. Everybody, every single person is having problems with them just massacring that boy. Because uh, apparently they think that the AI is just targeting the person with the lowest AC. and. Really? Since he has the lowest AC because he's a he's a wizard, um, basically everybody will go completely out of their way to just absolutely dunk on him, and it is kind of frustrating to do so or to to deal with that. Mm-hmm. But um, nonetheless, I think I think that there are ways to go get around that. But it takes a lot more brain power to to place a wizard and to use him and try and find him cover and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, on the bright side. Hide as a bonus action in this game, which would be insane in the normal game. Mm-hmm. Um, but because hide is a bonus action, you can oftentimes hide him before his turn ends, mm-hmm. meaning that it's easier to make him not the quarry of someone. It just takes a... If you just walk in and you expect to be like, okay, here's my wizard, here's my tank. My tank stands in front, my wizard stands in back, I'll be fine, right? Your wizard will die. That's how it's going to, like, they will walk by your tank, take the attack of opportunity, and walk through and just get pummeled to death. Because yep. he, they, he, they don't care. They want to kill your wizard. <laughs> so um, It's just on site. Yeah. They have bloodlust yep. for mages, I guess. They do. It's crazy. Mage it's Slayer absolutely feet. insane. Yep. Uh, and so, uh, I mean, like, I don't have, like, a, a big problem with that. I mean, like, ultimately, you should probably kill the wizard first. Right, you probably should. No, don't give them ideas. I mean, you should, but at the don't same time, the it feels like it feels like, um, like for example, if I have a low intelligence creature, mm-hmm. then they should not know that the wizard is the strongest damage dealer. Right? Mm. They shouldn't understand that. I don't know. I mean, if your wizard hits a low intelligence creature with three d eight thunder damage, I feel like. On some level, they should understand that man bad. Yeah, but how do how do they know that that guy is the one dealing the damage? That's fair. I feel like if there's you know 
verbal and physical components to a spell and you see sure. their hands light up and they're chanting and they point at guess, you and all of a sudden bad times yeah that I, could be it i guess I, under, I understand where you're coming from with that but like if they're like engaged with someone mm-hmm. if like i'm up in their face and i'm like screaming into their eyeballs <laughs> then they should be looking at me oh absolutely. right not the wizard you know 18 meters away you know what i mean yeah. so um that's my opinion Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I can also see the, the opposite direction, right? I mean, uh, I, I mean, I, I, th- I think that as a DM, you should probably kill the wizard first because they do the most damage. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, being a wizard is a tactical game. Um, but because it's a video game, I don't think that you should have to be as crazy tactical as you need to be in this game for your wizard to live. Oh, absolutely. Um, so... Uh, I, that's the only small thing because mm-hmm. he's so squishy. Oh my gosh, he has like four hit points. He does not actually have just four hit points, everybody. But nonetheless, there are creatures that will just like if you're near them. Like I was in a fight last night, and there were these creatures who had these bows. They were I was fighting some gnolls, right? Mm-hmm. And like two of them walk up, and these level four gnolls have three attacks each, and they just go. Whoot, whoot, whoot. And then the second one goes whoosh, 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 six attacks on this boy down first go. Mm-hmm. He didn't even get to shoot off anything. He, the, how would they know that he does the damage? That, like he hasn't even done anything, mm-hmm. right? He's just standing there in his robe and he's like, I'm going to do something next turn. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll get there. And they're like, but I know I look at you and I understand you're a wizard. My omniscience has made it so that I understand that you are an evocation wizard, dummy. And he just goes, guess I'll die. And then he does. And then he does die. He does do that. A lot, actually. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. That's that's kind of, uh, I would say that, that there's a little bit of a frustration in the AI. Um, generally, I don't think they're too bad. Um, oh, but no. uh, But I think that, like, I, I feel like the game's actually a lot more balanced when I have parties that don't have, like, really squishy people because then they just kind of attack close people, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's fine. But, um, yeah, they really focus down one person mm-hmm. hardcore if you have got low AC, so. Maybe he just has such low charisma that people look at him and they're disgusted. No, but he's got high charisma. He does? We've seen that, remember? Because he barters well. Oh, you're he's right. He's got high charisma. And, well, he's just <laughs> suave anyways because he's a dope character. Oh, they're yeah. jealous. Yeah, they gotcha. are. Well, maybe. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, okay, well, so going into that, how do you, what do you think about some of the story beats that we've seen so far? Oh, man. It really puts you in the in the range of needing to make a lot of important decisions in the beginning of the game. I think every story beat that I've hit so far, it feels like there are usually pretty important, not totally story changing, but narrative changing choices that you have to yeah. make, especially so soon right off the bat, I would would get a choice and I would sit there and like in anxiety and just think, oh, yeah. I know exactly how this option is going to go, but this option also sucks. Yeah. I would have to roll really high for that. There's some really, I think, high stakes choices yeah, really early on. Yeah, I would agree. It I mean, really gives you the option, or or at least it's trying to teach you, and I hope that that occurs further through the game, mm-hmm. that, that your choices have large impacts. Mm-hmm. I would hope that that would be the case. Um, I think that uh, if that is the case for the greater scope of this game, then I will be so happy. Um, I haven't even gotten to get to, gosh, like big places yet. You know what I mean? Like like large uh, encampments or, or places or cities or things like that. Like though I haven't even gotten anything huge yet. You haven't even been to the Baldur's Gate. Yeah. What how big is this gate? I don't know. How big is Galder's Bait? You know? When will Balder himself when? show up? When will Baldus be there? <laughs> no, I don't know, right? I we haven't gotten to that point. But I mean, this is I think that um so far, even if I haven't even got there, that this lead up makes me feel like this game is it's going to be awesome. So, um, I'm, I'm really enjoying it so far. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. I, I've had a lot of, uh, experience like with the, the, the characters so far, I'm not going to go into too much detail cause I don't want to spoil anything. 
Um, there's there's a really awesome myriad of hot boys oh. in, in this in this oh, game. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yes, there is. <laughs> I I kind of started going. I was like, man. I'm not so sure about these these girls, but damn, these boys are awesome. <laughs> and I just I'll go through and I'll see these three guys. Like there's um there I, I won't say too much about them, but there's like a warlock with a heart of gold, a very suave wizard man, and a um edgy an edgy no he's not he's kind of edgy, but he's more like um manipulative romantic. Mm rogue i don't know if those two things should go together they probably shouldn't but dang if he don't make it work so i mean (laughs) he do he Um, do make it work but i mean like they're awesome right and Mm -hmm. i really like them and i don't know if it's just been to the point where i haven't had enough experience with the female characters or anything like that but like the ones that you get currently are um there are currently five companions that you can try out mm-hmm. or you can get. Um, and I hope that they give you more. Truthfully, I do. Um, uh, I've I've heard rumor of there being more possible companions, but mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure, to be, to be truthful. Um, but so far, I don't know if I've had enough time with them, but I just cannot get latched into really empathizing with the female characters. And I don't necessarily me- feel like they're supposed to be empathized with from the get-go i think they're tough characters Mm -hmm. right they're they're tough women and and they don't really take shit from anyone which is fine but it's harder for me to get latched into with them and i don't think that's necessarily a failure by any stretch of the imagination i think that that means that um they're just tougher to crack the outer surface of maybe does Hmm. that make sense i think so yeah and so i mean i i think that they're fine but like i just feel like they're gonna take a lot of like investment to try and get under the surface of um whereas i think the surface of the boys um uh in one of my games i'm literally just like i got the boy crew because i like all of the boys so much um they have this kind of like surface level like either front or or surface level kindness that is still in interesting to engage with at the onset. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I think so, yeah. Because like for example, like if if someone is trying to tell like not get you into their emotional space, but they do so by trying to charm you and by doing so make you think that that's who they really are. And then like not get you close because they try and keep you at a distance with charisma. That's a different thing than saying, I hate you. Don't talk to me. You know what I mean? That's fair. I think this raises a really interesting point and it's, I don't know. It's important to go into with just the two playthroughs that you and I have done individually. We've done, you've done two. I've done one. Um, The level of exploration and the level of, people and things and experiences in the world is so vast and diverse that you can go through the game and have two completely different playthroughs. Yeah. I mean, I think I have to agree that the female companions put up a lot more of a front. I think the one that you meet right off the bat definitely has a reason why she's like that. She's very knowledgeable about the- Yes, I agree bad things that are happening and she knows exactly how to stop it i agree i think i empathize with her more for mm-hmm. sure i know which one that you are not as much of a fan of and i gotta i will agree she is tough to talk to yeah i think i mean she's a trickery domain cleric sure i mean you know that right off the bat yeah um there's something to be said about that for sure. People who willingly pick that domain. I don't, from what I've like gleaned from her, I know that there is more to her than meets, meets the eye. So yeah. I don't blame her for putting up such a front, I suppose. No, I, I totally agree. I, I, I agree. I think she just feels like one of those characters where I'm like saving up all of the dialogue options until I can finally break through and then just plowing through them all at the same time. You know what I mean? So... Because I feel like there's like a there's only so many times I can get told to like not talk to someone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm like, hey, do you want to hang out? And they're like, 
shove it. I'm like, okay. And then I'll maybe ask them one more time. I'll be like, hey, do you want to come like go do this thing with me? Or like, would you enjoy doing something like this or like that? And if they try and, you know, say like, no, another time, it's pretty clear they don't want to be around me. Yeah. And so then I'm like, okay, then I just won't bother with you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, And so that's kind of how I'm feeling about her right now. So I don't know if that'll change in the future. That's that's okay. But, you know, um, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's a character-driven decision. Yeah. And I think that if they changed that, then that would be... um. That would be a crime against her character. Yeah. And I don't think that they should. But it just, that's my impression of the situation right now. Because I think that, you know, there's a re there's probably a reason that she's doing so. Doing that, you know. Yeah. I mean, so. I mean yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I think it's interesting. The experiences that I've had with her so far, I don't necessarily think that she's been too mean by any stretch of the imagination. Sure. I mean, for me, it's really easy to know what these characters kind of want to hear or what the most... I guess, honest way of talking to them would be. And I feel like so mm. far I've had pretty, not great experiences with this specific character, but I don't feel like she's been very, um, like, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to do anything with you, like you've said. Yeah. Um, I know that there is an approval and disapproval system for yeah. companions. And even if they're not in your party, yeah, they, they will they, still approve yep. or disapprove of any yeah. actions that you take. It oh, reminds yeah. me of a, what? Borderlands? Borderlands. I, I've I never played Borderlands, of, so. I'm thinking of something else. Well, there are games like like Dragon Age definitely did that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all the Dragon Age games. This game reminds me a ton of Dragon Age Origins, actually. Oh, absolutely. Have you played yeah. Dragon Age Origins? I haven't. I've only played Inquisition. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, have you have you watched any Origins gameplay or anything like that? No. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Well, no, that's totally fine. Yeah, don't worry about it. Um, um, Dragon Age Origins is much closer to this in like the turn-based combat and everything like that. Um, it's much uh, so it was made by the same people who made. Um, have you heard of Knights of the Old Republic? Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. I'm I'm sorry. I've never watched a Star Wars movie. I wouldn't know about that either. No, that's totally fine. It was a really awesomely critically acclaimed um, Star Wars game that came out originally. When I was um, when I was very young uh, on the Xbox, and it was just like one of those stories that really stuck with me. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, and so they made that game, and they also made Dragon Age Origins. And Dragon Age Origins is just an incredible game. I loved that game. The mechanics of it, the way that you played that game, the story was all just absolutely wonderful. Mm -hmm. um, and it felt a lot like that. Um, and and I think it really came out awesome um and and i haven't had you know the experience of the entire game yet but i think that so far yeah i'm i'm really happy with with um you know the the story options i am excited to see what else is an option for our uh companions and things like that yeah um but i i don't know quite yet but we will we'll figure it out and i'm honestly i hope that uh that this cleric is in a way that, like, I hope that she has dialogue options that make me like her more. Because, I mean, ultimately, if the goal of the devs is to make me feel like she's standoffish, then they're succeeding. So, maybe I will like her as a total character in the end. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So, I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. What's your favorite encounter that you've you've hit so far? I think we'll do one. Oh, I have if to pick can, one. If you can do, if you can do one and make it spoiler kind of free, that'd be good. Sure. I mean, I think. Or if you give a spoiler warning right beforehand. I think I can give this pretty spoiler free. Uh, in the beginning of the game, there is an area that you are not tasked to go to, but you find it. I feel like pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, a lot of important characters in there. But yeah. um, if you kind of wander around this area, you find what I can only assume to be a bard. Yeah, I'm I didn't actually sure. encounter her. I never saw her my 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 playthrough. Yeah, this uh, character is a troubled bard trying to finish a song. Yeah, uh, and the way that you interact with her really kind of shakes up the encounter i interacted with her and i learned a little bit more about her backstory and her old teacher and 
uh, the encounter ended by her singing this gorgeous, gorgeous song. Like, I'm assuming it's going to be on the uh, album, I hope, for this game. Yeah. I, I just think that one encounter was absolutely beautiful. It was a really, I don't know, it made me feel more connected yeah to the world yeah um i think so far um there was a wizard puzzle that was really really cool um there there is a puzzle that is given to you with intense instruction by a wizard and you must solve the wizard puzzle to gain the wizard prize and then get the wizard friend and that's as much as i can really go into it but like holy crap it was like the most ridiculous thing i had like it was so overthought but it was so wizard like like the puzzle was like go here eat this cheese then (laughs) once you have finally let it ferment in your stomach then go to this place drink this bottle of water just kidding, it's wine. You're drunk. Then you walk across this town. Once you find a guy named Charles, then tell Charles you are drunk and eat ch- eight cheese the last two days. He will then give you a vial. Drink this vial. You've been poisoned. You must find the anti-poison. Go to this anti-poison shop. Tell them that I sent you. They will then ask you four questions. The first one is, how much cheese have you eaten in the last day? You should know you ate some cheese. <laughs> <laughs> the next one is, what are these four notes? I'm not going to tell them to you. You got to go walk around the town and find them on these places that I carved. Okay, cool. The next question is, what's your favorite type of lasagna? This is a freebie. The how next long thing- <laughs> is this bit going to go on? <laughs> the ne- the oh, gosh. Ne- the next one is, how many doors have you walked through on your journey from here to there? Don't worry. I've been counting. Once you do that, finally, you get the wizard prize. And I was just like... Damn. Why? I'm going to be really real with you. I got the same wizard puzzle that you did, and I completely skipped over it. Yeah, no, I I actually, the wizard puzzle was like, do this thing. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Yes. (laughs) And I loved how ridiculous it was Mm -hmm. because I was like, I sat there and I was like, oh, God, I'm going to have to write all this down. And I started writing it down. I'm like, I haven't had to do this for a game in forever. It was kind of magical because I was just like, oh, wow. Like, I haven't needed to think about this kind of stuff while playing a game for so long. Mm-hmm. And it, just, it was fun. You know what I mean? And so I, I really liked the wizard puzzle because um, I like wizard puzzles. That makes me wonder. Do we. Is there actually a puzzle or are they assuming that you're just going to skip over it the same way we did? What if there really wasn't a puzzle? No, I, I did the puzzle. You did? Yeah. Did everything happen? Yeah. What? Yeah, it was real. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was a real wizard puzzle. Because I was going to say, I completely skipped over all of it and just used one of the items in my inventory. No, yeah, it was a real wizard puzzle. That's insane. Yeah, all of what he describes to you actually happens. Oh my... Huh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, it's it's super real. Huh. Yeah. So, I don't know, I really liked the wizard puzzle. It was fun. <laughs> so, that was it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Those were Those were dope. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about the class options that are available for you at the beginning of this game? Because it's not one-to-one with D&D. There are a couple differences right now. If anybody's going to be participating in the early access, there are a lot of slimmed down things. Because mm-hmm. there's only a certain set of races and there's excuse me, only a certain set of uh, classes and subclasses available right now. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember all of the classes that we have? Oh, gosh. I think it was... Fighter, wizard, warlock, rogue, cleric. How many were there? I think I think there were six. What's the ranger is the last yes, one? Yes, ranger. Ranger's the last one. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so you've got those six options. Those are your only ones right now. There's no monk. Um Sadly. There, there's yeah, there's no barbarian. Uh there's no bard. There's no sorcerer. Um which is crazy because all of those feel like core pieces to the game. Um, there are a, it's very limited in in your background right now. Um, there you are not allowed to multiclass right now. I tried it. I, I made a whole character named Morgane, and he. I was like, I'm gonna start fighter, and I'm gonna take all the rest of the levels in wizard, the classic Gish build, and uh, I tried it, and you just can't do it. 
and uh, you're just not allowed uh, to multiclass. And it was so frustrating because I took all of my intelligence. I, I boosted my intelligence to 16 oh, no. so that I could so that I could get all of these cool spell things. And Oof. then I realized, oh, I can't. And so uh, the bright side to that is that you can go Eldritch Knight. So um, there are a couple subclasses. Um, and I'll, I'll kind of only go across the ones that I know right now. I don't know too much about Ranger right now. I have not seen a Ranger in the game just yet. I don't even think we went over the Ranger when we were looking through no, class options. I can't remember. I, you do remember seeing it though, right? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. I wonder if you have an animal companion. Maybe I'm... Okay. Now I'm worried that I've said incorrect because I know I'm no. Like, they're definitely sure there's a definitely ranger. Was a ranger. <laughs> okay. They're most definitely was okay. a ranger. Well, good. That's good. Um, but so yeah, the, I think the the fighter options are battlemaster and uh um, eldritch knight. Mm-hmm. Um, the warlock options are fiend and great old one. Um, the uh the rogue options are thief and arcane trickster. The wizard options are evocation and abjuration. Um, what are the other two? The cleric options. Actually, I think there's three cleric options. There's light, life, and trickery. trickery. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So the, the cleric actually, I think, has the most subclass options. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and domain. Then, well, right. I mean, they're the subclass, subclass. I'm giving you know crap. I mean? <laughs> um, but uh, and I don't, I don't know about the ranger right now. But I mean, those. That's that's it. That's all you get, mm-hmm. right? And um, no multiclassing, which is upsetty. Spaghetti. I mean, I think with the amount of, I don't know, with the amount of like ragdoll glitches that I've seen there's in the game. There's so much. I mean. I, like, I don't blame them. Here's the thing. Like I said, there's a ton of customizability mm-hmm. for an early access game. And if this is anything like I've seen the reviews for Divinity, the original Sin 2, um, I mean, that game is hailed as a masterpiece and it's made by the same people, right? Mm-hmm. And so if that's the case, then I have complete faith that this game, when complete, will become the same type of masterpiece. You know what I mean? Oh, no, I have, about it. Yeah. I have faith in this game, right? Um, and so, because it hasn't even hit, it hasn't even hit the, the 1.0 version, right? So, um, yeah. So I don't think that that's going to be a problem. Uh, but... Yeah, I think there's that. Also, they give you... So the races that you can pick right now are, oddly, there's, I think, six race options. Um, Elf, human, drow, which is not an elf option, oddly. Half-elf, which does have half-drow in it. Um, Interesting. Interesting. (laughs) Uh, There's also... uh, Gith Yankee. There is also Halfling. There is also Dwarf. Um, I feel like actually there may be more than six. Tiefling. Tiefling is one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's it. Uh, yeah. I think that is it. There are sub races. Yes. To yeah, be clear. Are. There are. And, and they each give like different individual things. But um, I think those are the ones that you're allowed right now, which is a great spread for an early game. Right. And I think that there's like that's that's awesome for- you mentioned halfling right yep i mentioned halfling. i'm so impressed that they got halflings in there Why? i didn't realize how short halflings were yeah, until i pulled it up on the character customization screen wow yeah have you ever um watched lord of the rings yes yeah i mean they're hobbits right like yes they, so oh, originally yes, yes, yes. originally fun fact when uh when they originally made D they were called hobbits but they got sued by the tolkien estate and so they had to call them halflings. So, yeah, that's a real thing. That is, I don't want to say it's hilarious, but it I mean, it makes sense, right? Yeah, it makes yeah. sense. Well, I mean, protecting intellectual property is, I mean, an important thing, especially to an estate like Tolkien. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, see, so there's nothing else like that. You can't play half orc, which bums me out. Can't play Goliath, which bums me the heck out. Can't play Goblin. You can't play Gerbil. Yeah, you can't do that. Um, you can't play Dragonborn, which feels crummy because I love Dragonborns. Mm-hmm. Um, on the bright side, uh, the Tieflings look dope. Um, all, do. all of them look dope. All of the current races look dope. I hope that they give you a little bit more customization because, man, those Tiefling horns just sit real high on your face. 
and very so, inconvenient. Yes, yeah. I, I just I wish they would like let me change the angle of the horns mm-hmm. a little bit. You know, You're what running I mean? just into to doors pull them down. All the yeah, time. exactly, exactly. Um, so so there's that. Uh, but I think generally they give you a lot of really awesome options in the beginning, and I can't complain for an early access game. Like not even close. So um, yeah, I don't know. I think in general my first impressions of it are are awesome um couple differences mechanically um so far some can- some spells are cantrips now mm-hmm. um like for example dancing lights is is or sorry cantrips now some spells are bonus actions now and they've changed a couple of those um those rules and some of some actions are bonus actions now which is crazy um so can we talk about my favorite bonus action yeah go ahead oh my gosh guys there is a bonus action that you could take called shove it is easily one of the best bonus actions and i think mechanics in the game in terms of combat it's so cool you literally just shove somebody away from you i think it's like like a whole 10 uh meters too which is incredible like that's nuts yes that's so far i have actually like when i was struggling in a fight one time i was like oh my gosh i can't kill this guy and i was just on the side of a cliff and i was just like well this attack isn't gonna work this attack wait hmm what if i just and i think he had like 46 health i just shoved him off the side of the the mountain and he just died and i was like cool no need to worry about that guy anymore. Mm-hmm. Back to the rest of these eight people. And so <laughs> I, <laughs> it was definitely nice to not have to worry about all of that. But mm-hmm. it rewards you, surely, for using the environment, right? Mm-hmm. It rewards you. And and oh my gosh, we haven't even talked about that. How spells and different things in the environment interact with the game. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. Like if I have a, a one wizard cast Grease and the other one cast a fire spell the grease explodes yes right? if i cast something like um like if i cast a fire spell on a on a pool of water it evaporates like holy crap that's so cool right haven't tested witch bolt on water yet you can so if you are standing in water you take bonus damage from electricity wow yeah yeah it's crazy huh it's so cool i really really like it and all of them interact with the environment so like if for example your fire bolt is blocked by a wall and then the wall is coated in some sort of gasoline or it's wood it will explode right and mm-hmm. it will just blow up and it's so cool i really 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 like that they've done that because it makes you feel like the game is super, super real. You know what I mean? Um, there's things like that. Um, uh, th- there's no longer the, the stipulation that, uh, you can, um, uh, you can only use one spell a turn. So in D and D there is a, there is a current rule where you can only use a spell as a bonus action. If, or you you can only cast a spell, you know, that is leveled once per turn right uh, yeah once per turn so like for example your um like like if you cast a cantrip then you can cast a bonus action spell or if you cast a normal spell you can't cast a bonus action so spell like cleric right sacred flame bonus action healing word right you can't do that right but in Baldur's gate mm, you can mm-hmm. so you can actually <laughs> cast uh in Baldur's gate you can cast uh cure wounds and um a healing word in the same turn they do not like let or, like stop you from doing that so for example if i had a cleric at fourth level i could or, or third level i think yeah um you can cast cure wounds and healing word on someone give them 2d8 plus your spellcasting ability modifier and 2d4 plus your spellcasting ability modifier in one turn and just right back to full health Mm -hmm. in one turn which is crazy and it makes life clerics feel so good oh my gosh it's rewarding it's so rewarding Mm -hmm. it's so good and so it makes it feel really 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 strong which is which is awesome um and and yeah i I don't know that feels that feels dope um but i think that the fact that everybody gets that option is is kind of interesting um 
and honestly, as a player, like they, it, you really don't want to have to deal with the complications of doing all that. Like you don't want to have to be like, oh, well, I've like cast this spell, so I can't cast this spell and like things like that. You already have to manage like action, bonus action, things like that. It's already complicated enough to kind of garner a wide audience. So as as you play this game, it's going to have to be something where you like the, the developers have taken a couple liberties, which is totally reasonable. Mm-hmm. It's close enough to regular D&D for me that I don't really have any any substantial qualms with the way that they've changed some of the spellcasting system. And some actually some of the spells are different damage, too. I believe like Firebolt. I can't remember. I think it's a D10. In, in normal D&D, it's a D6 here because it lights things on fire. So then you deal burn damage afterwards. So they had to balance things around because of the environment stuff, they just can't keep it the same damage because it doesn't it 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 doesn't work the same way, right? Because because normal uh, firebolt in this game actually ignites people where the normal one in D&D doesn't actually make people catch fire, things like that. So I can only imagine what kind of nightmare it was to try and figure out how to balance this game. I mean, on the on the bright side, though, they had a whole mechanical system that they just had to copy over, mm-hmm. right? And the only thing that they had to change was the small tweaks. I, I actually imagine that, um, so something I've learned as, um, you know, an independent game developer for the short amount of time that I've been able to do so, and and as a web designer, uh, as, my, as my professional job, um, a good outline and a great world and a good story and a great mechanical system those type of things being laid out for you beforehand makes your work so much less. If you have a plan, if you have a set of actionable items and you can execute on those effectively, then it makes everything so much easier. Um, it doesn't feel as bogged down, right? Um, and and it allows you to effectively um, work on the things that are cool, right? Like work on the story, you know, work on the art, all of that type of stuff, all of that, um, you can implement like exactly what somebody tells you to in a document, right? They say, hey, I need this stuff and it needs to do exactly this and here's the system for it. And that's cool, I do it. And then I get to work on the other stuff that needs actual like lots of work, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Because someone's already done all the work for me for this other system. Um, But yeah, there's gotta be a lot of work that goes into kind of like balancing that, but I mean, I hope it's not nearly as much as they would have used, you know what I mean? So, because yeah. they had a lot of stuff already imagined up for them. True. Well, there is one thing that kind of bothers me. I think this might just be an early access thing. Yeah. There are, if you go into this game without any knowledge of Dungeons and Dragons or any knowledge behind the spells. Yeah. Um, there is specifically one spell that I had my cleric take. I can't remember exactly what it was called, but it said mm. that it cost one action. Yeah. Do you remember what it's called? Prayer of Healing? Yes, Prayer of Healing. Uh, If you know D&D, you know that you can't cast Prayer of Healing. In combat. Yes. Uh, Because it takes too long. It's got a very long casting time. Yes. However, uh, in Baldur's Gate, when you hover over the spell as you're preparing your different spells, like either at the end of the day or when you level up, it just says that it costs an action. Yep. So I intrinsically assumed, oh... This is OP. I can bring it in combat. Right. Combat rolls around. Can't cast this in combat. Yeah. And I mean, I think that there's, you know, once again, still some bugs, still some clarity to be ironed out. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think the good thing about releasing it in early access is that they get a lot of really good feedback on whether it's clear or not. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um, And it seems as though they're rolling. I mean, they roll out patches every day. So um, generally, that means that things are getting better <laughs> every day. So, um, you know, that's awesome. And I couldn't be happier about them trying to um, find the things like early in in the in, I, I've been burned by early access games before. Right. So like, for example, like Ark. I loved Ark. I loved Ark Survival Evolved. Have you ever heard of that game? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I loved that game. But when it came to, I mean, it's super easy to build like, I mean, easy is like big quotation marks around that. But everybody builds survival games. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, you could look like every, every corner you turn, you find another survival game. There's, you know, that new one with bugs. There's, uh, there's Rust. There's uh there's Ark, 
There's so many Rust clones. With it's bugs? insane. Yeah. Have you heard of Grounded? No. Yeah, it's just like where you're very small and it's like you it's like honey I shrunk the kids, but oh, like gosh. you gather like you gather like grass and twigs and things like that and then craft things with that and then you fight like giant ants and stuff. Terrifying. But here's the thing. All, like none of those have any real end game content, right? And so like at least Ark didn't when I came, when it came out. And then when it does come out, you're like, well, to make it reasonable for everybody who's already played it like it's got to be a huge grind to get to the end game and like i swear i've played like four or five times with my friends and they have dipped on me every time because we just can't muster up the desire to get to the end game because it just takes too freaking long right but um i so far with the with the sight of uh, divinity original sin um and all of the great stuff that they've offered in that um and the track record that larian has the game developer um has i have a much more confident uh outlook on what they will be able to provide for me uh, and so hopefully that's the case yeah so if you had to give this a yelp review yeah right now early access mm. what would you say um Probably give it like um It's tough, I a know. Three point five. Really? Yeah. Why? I mean, so like I think it's just not a finished product, right? That's just factual. Mm-hmm. I can say I love all of the things that are there. I do, right? There are things that aren't there. That's the facts, right? So that's my Yelp review, right? Like if this was complete, it'd be a five. Is it complete? No. It's not a five. That's pretty much it, right? Like, I mean, I think that right now we've discussed a lot of things that are broken, right? There's a lot of things that are broken. That's okay. Animations are broken, you know? Um, Whole scenes don't look right because you're like, hey, you're supposed to be in this spot mapped here. What's going on? Why are you clipping through my player character? Yeah, why why is there a head coming out of my stomach? (laughs) I don't understand. (laughs) Um, There are things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some of it's just broken. That's okay, right? The The review would state, this game is not finished. If you expect a finished game, do not buy this game. That's it. That's, that's, the, end of, that's the end of the Yelp review, you know what I mean? That's fair. Yeah. That's I mean, what about fair. you? Well, when I asked the question, I was hoping to get a Yelp review, mm, an early access Yelp review, as opposed to other early access games. Oh, I see. Yes. Well, I mean... It's other early access games would be like 2.5 to 3 for me. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of really good stuff, right? Like I would say like if I were to like do this with Ark, it wouldn't be the same, right? Because it takes so long to do anything and like blah, 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 blah. But um, no, this game's got a lot of awesome stuff. I mean, you got to give me the metric beforehand, bonk. You can't just like say, oh, against all games. I, you know, I should have been more clear when I asked. That <laughs> I was is, just like, that I was is like, definitely my fault. All games. Uh, yeah, I mean, I got 3.5. <laughs> like, yes. I don't know. Compare this early access well, game against know. every game you didn't ever say, made. You didn't say the, the clarification of that. How am I supposed to know? I know, I know. <laughs> That's, like I said, my yeah. bad. No, no worries. It's seriously, like, it's totally fine. Um, I think that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think my answer was pretty reasonable for, for the, for that though. I think I gave a good, a good enough justification for what, for what I felt. Yeah. I'd have to agree with you. I, I don't think I've ever actually played any early access games. This is, I think maybe the only one. Mm, Yelp review. I think I definitely give it about the same 3.5 star rating. Yeah. Just because I think the... There are some scenes where you get really into the game and you feel very immersed. And there are certain scenes where you can tell it's supposed to be very serious. And this character that's whispering into your ear all of a sudden clips through your neck. Mm -hmm. And his character model looks like, I don't know, just a blob. Yeah. And it really breaks immersion. Yeah. So I, I've actually had a character T pose for like four minutes in a oh row my one time. But yeah. Oh he, no. he was just gliding around T posing, things mm-hmm. like that. I actually had one encounter where I hit an area and it just said, this, this part is not finished. You can't go here. We haven't made it yet. That's mm-hmm. just what it says. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that bums me out because <laughs> I, I really want to go to those places, but 
It's early Understandable. access, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And so um, it'll be there someday. Uh, but not that is not today. Um, but uh, I think generally I would say if you're interested in a D&D game um, and you want something that feels cool and and fun and uh, and similar to playing D&D without D&D, like this is an awesome option for you. Um, if you're wanting an entire a complete experience, you're not going to find it here. That's just the facts right now. And that's okay, right? They've titled it Early Access because it's... Early Access. Exactly. Yes. And so there's nothing you can really do about that. I would say that for sure, though, if you're interested in it, definitely buy it. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. Like, please, please support the early release. This game has so much potential. Yeah, and I can't I wait to see how it turns 100% out. 100% I agree. Um, oh, man. Can gosh. I say... One thing I think is very important for players to hear. Yeah, go ahead. If you're looking for a game like this and you want to play a character that you have made in a separate D&D campaign, you absolutely can. Yeah. It The character customization, I can tell, is going to make it so that you can just port your D&D character <laughs> straight onto the screen. Yeah. I made three of, I think... Five different D&D characters that I have in currently running campaigns yeah. on their character customization. It's really, I do think, uh, players especially will have a blast trying to see how that goes. Yeah, I, I hope that eventually you can make every character that you want, right? Yes. Um, there are some that I that you can't, of course. Like, there are some really complicated and crazy ideas that just don't make sense, right? Yes, but- I'm going to play a Dryton. A a, dry, a dryton? dragon. Oh, sorry. A dr- I, I was about to say a dryton, a drow triton. It's Holy funny. moly! Half drow, half triton. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> but <laughs> yes, I'm going to play a half drow, half titan, titan, triton. Wow, Bo- guys, I can't talk. I'm Bonk so sorry. Talks. Take two. <laughs> All right, uh, go again. What were we talking about? I don't know. Oh man! Oh, well. <laughs> but I think I think eventually you'll be able to really get there. I mean, I think if you've got a, if you've got one, if you've got some sort of uh, character that loosely maps onto the race class options that mm-hmm. we've detailed, I think that um, I think you'll you'll be able to do that. the The character models look great. Whoever mm-hmm. did the 3D modeling, like wow, an incredible props. Um, uh, I have only recently gotten gotten into 3D modeling for trying to do like indie games and things like that, and holy crap, that's insane. Nightmare. Not gonna. I can't do mm-hmm. it. Like it is so hard. I I have tried a lot to get it to work well, and man, that is a skill that is beyond my grasp at this current moment in time. And damn, the hair looks good. The faces look good. Mm-hmm. The bodies look good. There's so many little details. The tieflings have these ridges across their body that make them just look like supremely and and coolly demonic, um, or sorry, devilish. Their depending eyes, on depending on where you are, yeah. Some of their eyes, when you look at them, actually look like there are flames. There are, in yeah. Their eyes. They some of their eyes are animated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so cool. It's insane. Yeah, I love it. Um, so it just looks wonderful. Um. The art direction in this game has just blown me away, mm-hmm. um, uh, especially because like you you have your character, you zoom in, you look at your character, you're like, wow, this is awesome. And then you zoom out and you look at the whole world and all the characters that have options. You're like, wow, this game is just super beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, the art direction is, is fantastic. So I totally agree with you. Uh, and hopefully by the end of what, what all options they offer, they will be able to offer options that put you in a place where you can build any character that you want from any of your games so yeah there's a lot of potential for sure yeah totally agree mm-hmm. all right well bonk do you have anything else you'd like to say before we ski and or daddle or both or both um, make sure that you manually save your game oh, yeah. i lost three hours of progress oh yeah and i'm never getting back that's that's one thing yeah definitely um i would say try and save as much as you can yes because sometimes i think like when steam detects that there's a patch that came out it will just stop trying to save your game because the steam sync won't work the syncing because like it does sync to steam cloud so you could like load this on other computers but when it detects an update it's like i don't know what to do with this one because it doesn't map up to the same stuff that it used to and there's been a couple save glitches recently so keep 
extra saves for yes. sure. Two or three is good mm-hmm. because you do not want to lose that stuff. It is important. Um, so yeah, definitely save for sure. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Well, Brooke, seriously, I have had such a blast uh, having you on. I hope to have you on again soon. Um, I really, really, really enjoyed having you on here. Well, thank you. Yeah, I'm so happy to have you on my podcast. Yes, okay. This has been wonderful. Yes. I forgot we're in the other dimension where this is your podcast. I'm so sorry. You've been talking an awful lot, man. I have. This is my podcast now. You're right. Okay. Well, uh, here on Earth 754, I'm signing off. I have to go back to my dimension. I guess for you, it's Earth 1, and I'm Earth 754, so... Close. Uh, close. Close. Uh, you pr- oh, yeah, you told me you can't disclose to me uh, what Earth number I actually am. It's... I just... You know what? I will... If I told you, your brain might implode, so yeah, I can't... Yeah, I do... Yeah, the timelines got all weird, so... Um, but, okay. Well, I will go ahead and skedaddle. I gotta get back on my tesla car in space yes and fly back to the earth of my place so i'm gonna go ahead that's how that works and And everybody thank you so much for listening and we will talk to you soon and we hope you're having a good day we hope you had a good time thanks okay bye bye Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening. The fact that you have made it here to the end means the world to us. If you enjoyed the show, consider sharing it with your friends, or if you have the time, reviewing us on Apple Podcasts is a great way to show support. You can follow us on Twitter at A Journey's Rest, or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash A Journey's Rest Podcast. If you have any questions for us to answer, you can send them in to journeysrestpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for sharing the precious pieces of your time with us, and we hope that the rest of your day is just as wonderful. See you again at our table soon.